0: In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes. And you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple, no complex, no multi-step processes, super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, uplevel your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khan Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Hey there, and welcome back to the Schools of Excellence podcast. So this is the second episode in our Break the Cycle series. So if you listened last week, we started our episode on Break the Cycles. So last week's episode was all about Break the Cycle of Stress and Burnout. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode after this one, go ahead and check that out. This week's episode is Break the Cycle of Dependency with Effective Delegation. So I want to get started with kind of painting a picture for you. So you've just arrived at the school. And it looks like it's going to be, you know, just another typical day. But before you even sit down, one of your team members walks into the office and asks you for help on a budget that she's preparing. And as soon as she leaves, someone wants to know if you have time with a parent issue that just came up. And so before you know, you spend much of the day helping your team do their jobs while your own tasks are left untouched. It's really important for managers to be a resource for the people that you lead. But it's very easy for teams to take advantage of this, and over time, you subconsciously develop a culture of dependency. So how can you really train team members to take more responsibility for their own projects instead of running to you for hand-holding through every step of the way? In today's episode, we're really going to examine how to decrease the culture of dependency and how to help your team members really understand how to stand on their own two feet. Let's get started with trying to really understand some of the thoughts that swirl through your head when you think of delegating. I know that I coach owners and directors all the time in our directors in our circle and our Owners HQ program. And these are some of the comments that we hear. You know, the work won't get done. The work does not get done well. I feel bossy if I keep asking people to do stuff. I'm worried about inconveniencing others. I feel out of control. The work doesn't get done the way I want it to be. And so these thoughts continue to perpetuate in our mind. And so subconsciously we keep robbing people of the opportunity to take personal responsibility. The challenge with doing all the work yourself (laughs) is it doesn't make you feel good. You feel stressed. You feel sleep deprived. You feel frustrated. You feel like opportunities that come your way get lost because you can't take action on them. You feel out of control. And you feel like you're limiting other people's opportunity to grow. And uh, it's so frustrating because many times we look at this when we take a step back from a place of self-awareness and we're like, why do we do this? Like, why do we get stuck in this cycle? Because if you're listening to this, you're a leader that is in the pursuit of excellence. You're a leader that wants to build a school of excellence. You want a team that is independent thinkers, takes personal responsibility, has accountability. You have big dreams. You have big goals. And I think it's important to understand why we get stuck in this loop and cycle because that's the only way to break it. So there's so many reasons for why we get stuck in this cycle. I think when I think of the top three In school leadership, particularly, remember this is Schools of Excellence podcast. I think of the top three as one, not enough time to coach, train, and mentor. I think this is one of the biggest reasons in schools why leaders consistently keep things on their plate, is there isn't enough time to coach, train, and mentor the person to truly own that project. Another one is I've done it before, I could do it better. And the third one is the lack of trust, which usually comes from being burned in the past. And if you've been in this industry long enough, you have been burned, period. Like, let that sit with you. Please lean into knowing that there are thousands of school leaders that listen to this podcast. And if you've been in the industry for more than two years, you are nodding your head and saying, yep, I've been burned. Please visualize sitting in a room with over a thousand school leaders and everyone's nodding their head. Yes, I've been burned. You are not alone. That is not something that should cripple and paralyze you and hold you back from consistently working on creating the right delegation systems. It's so difficult when we get burned. Our walls go up. We armor up. We don't trust, we micromanage, and it's a normal default response when we get burned. But there are good people out there, and you're going to find the right people that could build and sustain your school of excellence. Please don't let lack of trust be a reason to not do this. All right, we're going to go into not enough time to coach, train, and mentor shortly. Right now, I want to dig a little bit deeper into this whole concept of dependency, So we very often look at our cultures and the structure of our organization and we think, okay, this is just the way it is. Like we don't have a choice because the challenge with learning a new way of growing a school is you have to let go of the notion that the way that you've been doing it until now isn't the only way to do it, right? And it feels scary. It feels scary mainly because you don't know that there's another way, right? I did a podcast episode a few weeks back on... Um, taking a pause. And in the episode, I go into great detail about many times as leaders, we tell ourselves, I want to take a rest. I want to be calm. I want to sit still. I want white space on my calendar. I want time to dream. But really, you actually have no idea how to do those things because you may have grown up in a world or you may have been consistently practicing this where you don't have time to practice sitting still. You don't have someone to model what it looks like to be calm. And so there's no mental image in your mind of what it looks like to have a thriving school. And so you don't do it. And so you get stuck in the trap. And so the same thing happens with delegating. You don't know what it looks like to have a team that you could really rely on. You don't know what it feels like to have a team that's truly self-reliant and takes personal responsibility. And that can feel ridiculously scary because when you don't know if you can actually rely on someone to do something, of course, you're going to um, hold it onto your lap. Of course, you're going to keep everything with you because how could you not? Right. You need to hold on to it. So I want to read to you a win from one of our members in our Owners HQ program. Her name is Jessica Kelly. And Jessica joined the Owner's HQ program in April of 2021, so just about six months ago, if you're listening to this at the time of the release. And she shared just a powerful transformation that she's gone through as the result of really embracing the delegation strategies. So I'm going to read her uh, testimonial. I need to share how impactful joining this group has been for me. When I joined in April, I was burnt out, hopeless, guilt-ridden, and had no idea where to begin in order to change it. I was a control freak, a micromanager, and I had the mindset that no one can do this better than me. Hani and this group have supported and pushed me out of my comfort zone. In August, my mother tried to enter her life, and in the past, I never would have allowed myself to stay out of the state with her and put my family before my program. I know that sounds terrible, but I would have been so torn and agonized over being away. I promoted my admin to be the director. And then I have an assistant director and now a curriculum coordinator to to delegate the daily operations. These people are so much better at me at these tasks, and they're not overloaded and overwhelmed trying to be all and do all the things. This has not been an easy journey. But such a blessing as now we are about to expand our program in the next year and build another center. I am only able to do this now because I can work on the business, not in it. There are still struggles and hard days, but the wins are multiplying. I want to encourage you to keep going, keep leaning into this group because it really does make a difference. Jessica is just one example of the dozens and dozens of owners who embrace the process of delegating, who embrace the hard work of what it takes to do this and come out on the other side. She's still very much in the throes of it, but she has so many wins and so much feedback loops to lean on that it works. I'm teaching these strategies and systems in my upcoming workshop called Delegate to Elevate can register in the link in the show notes. And in this workshop, I'm going to train owners and directors on how to really delegate to create high-performing teams and build and sustain schools of excellence. So you want to have results like Jessica, you want to understand the operational systems and how to really delegate to your team, then click the link in the show notes and register for our workshop. So let's dig into why there's this culture of dependency. And I'm going to give you some practical tips to lean on. So here's a question I want you to think about. How do you know if your school encourages responsibility and independent thinking? Or if you're unintentionally fostering dependency on the director and managers? So I'm going to give you some examples. Okay. A culture of dependency is designed when people know that they can always come ask you questions and get help whenever they need. Meaning there's no boundaries and there's no times to ask for help. They can just always come in. Now, you might be sitting back and thinking, what? You crazy? That's a culture of support. That's a great culture. I'm always available. I'm here. My people know that they can lean on me. No, it's actually not. It actually creates a culture of dependency. If you go all the way back to episode four of the Schools of Excellence podcast, which is the myth of the open door policy, I explain in great detail how the director who is always available isn't truly listening. You create a culture of dependency when you're always available. You cannot always be available. How are you supposed to build and work on your school if you're always available to answer to the fires? And so this is very unintentionally designed because we have a a mindset or a belief that if we're always available, that's what true support looks like. Or if we're not going to be available, then the staff are going to leave. If I don't answer them this second, then they're not going to come to work tomorrow. That's a culture of fear. That's a culture of manipulation where a teacher could say, if you don't answer me right away, I'm going to leave. That's emotional blackmail. I want you to sit with that. I want you to understand what is going on here and behaviors that, that have somehow been accepted as normal are not normal. Always being available is not normal and it should never be normalized. A leader should never always have to be available. There are times when you're available. We should not be creating cultures of emotional blackmail and manipulation that we're designing places that if teachers don't get their needs met in that second, they leave. That is not a culture of excellence. That is not okay that we are teaching our people that they should be answered the moment they have a question and we don't teach them patience. I will be with you in five minutes. Is that the culture you create in your classrooms, that children should be expected to be answered immediately when they have a request? There are 15 other kids in the classroom. How is a teacher supposed to answer every child's request the moment they ask or something? A teacher is trained to say, hey, Jessica, I'll be with you in a second. Hey, Lisa, I hear you. Hold that thought, just taking care of Max, and I'll be right with you. Right? Right? And Jessica is expected at two, three, and four years old to wait her turn. And yet we expect our staff less than we expect of the toddlers. That creates a culture of dependency. That creates a culture that the leader is supposed to be at my beck and call whenever I need them. That's not sustainable. That's not a culture. That's dependency. And that is not how you could create profit and legacy and long-term sustainability. So that's the first thing I want you to sit with. And if you need more strategy on creating those boundaries, how to communicate that to staff in a way that's beautiful and respectful and kind, then please go listen to that episode of The Myth of the Open Door Policy. It's episode four on the podcast. I had an interesting conversation with an owner who owns two locations and she got on the phone with me and was kind of talking about all the different things that are on her to-do list. And she had just purchased this new location and so she was kind of being acting acting director and owner and the to-do list is just, she's just weighing in, caving in under that to-do list. And when we started to talk, we started to really unpack at least 30 items that were on her to-do list that she did not need to do, that she really, was able to delegate to very competent and capable people on the team. And even though she didn't have an actual director at that location, she had some very strong staff who were more than willing to take on the roles of some of those tasks. And so while they weren't going to be the actual leaders or directors, they had enough experience to take on specific tasks that she didn't need to apply brain space for. And if you're listening to this, you might have a lot of tasks, You might have a never-ending to-do list, and you wonder how you can ever get those things off your plate. And I'm telling you, there are people in your center right now who you can trust to delegate these tasks to, who you can give permission for them to make decisions and take on these responsibilities and remove it from your plate. And if you're looking for the strategies, the systems, and the roadmap to actually be able to do this, then I'd love for you to join me at the Delegate to Elevate workshop that we have coming up. Delegate to Elevate is a 90-minute training for owners and directors who want to build high-performing teams so they can focus on vision building, on growth, and continuity of profit and legacy in their center and delegate those tasks to the team. Make sure you sign up. The link is in the show notes. Join us at Delegate to Elevate. Let's go to another example. A culture of dependency is created when leaders ask questions or your admin or staff, and you immediately have an answer. You fix it right away. And what happens is, is that you feel like you're helping because you're getting things moving, right? Things move quickly. But what you're doing is you're showing them you don't need to think for yourself. You don't need to think for yourself because when you come to me, I'll be your brain. Now, I know many of you are hearing this and saying, no, I don't do that. You know, I always say, you know, what do you think? Or give me options or whatever it is. And those are great strategies Only if you follow through to the end, meaning I'll see leaders sometimes say, hey, so what do you think? What are your options? And the teacher will be like, well, I don't have any. And then the director will answer or the director will coach or the director will hint and coax them through it. That does the exact same thing. You actually have to sit in the discomfort, meaning you need to tell them, hey, that's a great question. What are two ways of how you're thinking of solving this problem? And when the teacher says, I don't know, you could say, okay, neither do I. Sit here for five minutes, come up with some ideas, and then we'll talk about it. And then sit in that discomfort. Don't answer. And if you can't sit in five minutes of discomfort, leave the room. Come back in five minutes. You're creating a culture of one brain if all questions are deferred to you. You need to teach people to think for themselves, right? And many times teachers are afraid because they think you're smarter or wiser. And you might be wiser and you might have the answer. But here's the big difference. You're not in the classroom. And so you need to tell the teachers you're in the classroom. You see what's going on. I need to hear your options. I need to hear how you're thinking to solve this problem. I need to understand how you think through solutions. That's the only way you can understand how to coach and train your staff. You see, no one consciously tries to create this culture of dependency at work. But a a dependent culture really, really impacts productivity, performance. It stifles talent development because there's only one talent, you. It's the warts employee morale and motivation. Who's motivated to come to work if they never have to use their brain? Right? And so you're sitting with this and you're like, okay, but there's so much to do, but I have to get this done. And the stakes are so high. And you don't understand. In our city, there we're short staffed right now. In every city in the world, they're short staffed. Please don't think that you're a special snowflake and that you're the only school in the world that's struggling with hiring or you're the only school in the world that's struggling with delegation. You're not. You're not a special snowflake. Your school is struggling like many other schools are struggling. And so I want you to, one, find comfort in that and two, stop using that as an excuse for why you can't find a solution. I hear this very often when I do webinars and when I do trainings, When I give some solutions, I'll have the owner or someone say, well, you know, in our town, in this and the zip code, we've got a hiring crisis. I'm like, so fascinating because I just did a webinar two hours ago and they said, you know, in our town and this and the zip code, we're having a hiring crisis. Please don't use that as an excuse not to get what you need to get done. Use that as a catalyst for how you need to create reform and change in your center to deal with what you have going on right now. Do not use hiring crises or any crisis as an excuse for not getting something done. Use it as a catalyst for how you need to create change and growth in your company. Okay, so you're sitting here with a lot, shared a lot of information here, and your mind is probably swirling with like, okay, so what do I do next? And what's really going on here? But before I share some actionable steps, I want to go back to what I said previously about one of the reasons why we struggle with delegating or struggle with letting our people actually take personal responsibility, not have our door open, you know, not hold every task on our own plate is because there isn't enough time to coach, train and mentor and especially when we're in a hiring shortage, when we are in an increase of enrollment, right, where parents are looking for um, quality child care, they're looking for preschools, and we are turning families away in many times because we don't have the staff. I said this in the previous episode on how to break the cycle of stress and burnout, and I'm going to repeat it here, but I want you to go back and listen to that previous episode. In order to make time to coach, train, and mentor, you need to reduce the demands of the job so that there is space for coaching, training, and mentoring. And it feels very counterintuitive, right? It feels very counterproductive of like, what, I'm going to tell them to do less so that I could coach them. It's understanding the cycle and the seasons of how things work. And when you are in a season of trying to delegate and put stuff off your plate to your team, there has to be a margin and a bandwidth created where you can very calmly sit with someone and train them. But if part of their job is they have 7,000 things on their to-do list, and then on top of that, you're also delegating all these other things. And you need time to delegate it properly, so you need time to coach, train, and mentor. <laughs> There's a, everything's going to go wrong, right? Everything's going to start blowing up in your face. And so when you're in a season of delegating, you're sitting down and you're saying, okay, what am I not doing now? What am I consciously removing from my to-do list so I could create bandwidth, both mentally and physically, to sit and train this person? and then what does the other person the person who I'm delegating to need to remove from their plate so they have bandwidth to sit and process the information that I'm delegating to them you see what happens is is that we we want to create these systems we want to create these processes but we don't want to let go of anything else and it just doesn't work like that right there's only so many hours in the day your brain can only hold so much capacity your People can only manage so much in their brains before they start to crack and make mistakes and things blow up in their face. And so this is where you need to understand the priority matrix. You need to understand what is a priority and what is not. Not everything is a priority, right? You need to understand how to filter and make those decisions as a leader so that you can choose what is of high value that moves the company forward, that grows the company, that if you do this one project, the impact, the transference of this project impacts so many other parts of the organization that it's so critical to do this. But this one project is actually just something that's going to make you feel good. Okay, well, maybe you won't feel good for the next two weeks and this project will, will happen in two weeks. That is the quality of decision making that comes with breaking the cycle of dependency and creating a culture of delegation. It's not, oh, give me some delegation tips and tactics. We'll get there. It's first recognizing do you know how to set priorities? Do you know how to set goals and targets? Is your mind all mished up with where you're trying to go? Right. And so, this is what we're teaching in our Delegate to Elevate workshop. We're really going to be dialing in. How to understand the priority matrix, how to understand what priorities you choose, what you need to let go of. How do you delegate this effectively? So make sure to sign up. Link is in the show notes. Delegate to elevate. So now let's go into how do we really start to make these changes, right? How do we really start to make these changes and break this cycle of dependency, break this cycle of everyone needing everything from me? So I have three quick tips for you. Number one, I want you to look at your to-do list whenever you get back to your school because you might be listening to this while you're driving or running or whatever it is. And I want you to say, what is one thing I don't have to do anymore? Not delegate or No, I'm just not doing it anymore. It is not necessary for the growth of the company. It is not necessary for the sustainability of the company. It is not necessary for the maintenance of the company. It's a task that I started doing You know, when COVID started, because it was important then, but it is no longer important now. What is one thing that you don't have to do anymore? That's number one. Number two, look at your to-do list, and I want you to defer one task to do in 30 days from now. So you know how, like, when you're typing on the computer screen, you could click Control X and then move that to somewhere else in a doc or move that to another place. You're going to do that for one of your tasks. You're going to take a task and you're going to click control X and you're going to say this task is not going to be done until 30 days from now. It is no longer something that sits on my to-do list and in my brain space as something that I keep saying, oh, got to do that. Oh, got to do that. Still didn't do that. Still haven't caught up yet. Stop the lie. You're never going to catch up. Stop the lie. Delete it. Defer it. Move it for 30 days from now. And then lastly, I want you to look at your to do list and I want you to say, what is one thing that I will never, ever, 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 ever do again? I'm going to choose one person that I'm going to delegate this task to and I'm going to properly train them and coach them on this task. And I'm never doing it again. It is never coming back on my to do list. This is really hard. Many of us find significance from doing. We find significance from helping, supporting, fixing, saving. Very, very difficult to change that identity and understand that the value that you bring to the company is not in saving and not in doing. The value that you bring to the company is the designing, the creating, and the building. And it's very challenging to let go of that mindset. Very, very challenging. And these three baby steps help you start to create this culture of delegation. Now, I'm going to be teaching so many more of these topics and strategies, scripts and systems. Like I'm going to walk you through these processes in my Delegate to Elevate workshop. And so if you are listening to this workshop, make sure to sign up. It's Tuesday, December 7th. You can register. You can join us. If you're the owner, you can register yourself. You can register your director's this workshop is a 90 minute workshop. We're going to walk through these strategies. We're going to walk through this mindset. You're going to leave with what you need to get this process started. Or if you've already started this process, how to elevate the process, how to fine tune it better, how to create more efficiency within it. So make sure to sign up to our Delegate to Elevate workshop. And thanks so much for joining us here in our second episode of Break the Cycles. This episode was about break the dependency cycle. And next week, is our final, uh, se- uh, final episode in this series of Break the Cycle of Excuses and create personal responsibility. So if you haven't had a chance to subscribe to the Schools of Excellence podcast, make sure to subscribe. You'll get a notification when the episode releases next week. And if you also haven't had a chance to rate and review this podcast, we would be so grateful. Um, Ratings and reviews help us climb higher on our iTunes charts and all the different charts so that other school leaders can find out about our show. Thanks so much for joining us, and I'll see you next week. You may be looking at your calendar or your to-do list or just checking in with your body. You have this sense of tiredness that comes from such extreme emotional and physical exhaustion. And sometimes we keep telling ourselves, one day we're gonna catch up, one day things are gonna stop, one day it's gonna be easier. I just need to put these a few pieces in place and, and then I'll be able to go back to what I, you know, want to be doing or what I need to be doing. And what I want to tell you, it's a lie. You don't catch up. It never gets quiet. It's always a busy time. And what we really need to focus on is the kind of connection to overcommitment and how we're constantly in a state of overcommitting, saying yes to too much, not scoping out what needs to happen properly. And not delegating and giving your staff an opportunity to contribute to be part of what's happening within the organization. And so if you're in a state of overcommitment right now, if you're in a state of just saying yes to too much, there's too much going on, on top of all the responsibilities with hiring and onboarding and training, then I want you to join me for my Delegate to Elevate Workshop. My Delegate to Elevate Workshop is a training, a 90-minute training for owners and directors who struggle with overcommitment, who struggle with taking on too much, who have lots of great ideas, who are super creative, who have a big hearts, who want to build quality care in their organizations, who truly have an incredible vision and mission for the future. And what they need are better systems and frameworks, boundaries to work within, and delegation tools so they can do all the things and also maybe take a day off, maybe sleep through the night maybe have a little less anxiety or worry, maybe have a little less things on their to-do list so they can actually go out and have time with their family. If this is you, then please join me for my Delegate to Elevate workshop. The link is in the show notes. You can sign up, it's coming up. Come join me and other school leaders for Delegate to Elevate. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.